to episode 10 of Talk About Board Games. On today's episode, we are going to introduce our brand new 5 for 5 list. We're also going to talk to you about conventions and, you know, what's the benefit of going to those. Also, we're going to play the game Last Will. Welcome to talk about board games. I'm Fred. <laughs> <laughs> the person peeing her pants across from me is. I'm still Nicole. <laughs> Welcome it to. It was too hyped up today, wasn't it? <laughs> you didn't like that? It's pretty funny, baby. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I almost went into a wrestler's you voice. You did it twice. I? I know, and I'm just I'm waiting for the ready to rumble part to come out. And no, 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 right no, 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 don't, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, that, guy, I'm not, that guy charges a lot of money. I know. I'm not going to sing Happy Birthday while Don't we're at do it either. Don't do that either. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to sing Yakety Sax ever. <laughs> Is that the Betty Hill thing? Yes. Is that, that copyrighted too? Absolutely. Oh, God. They own it. And they're never giving it away. So what if you did a parody of it? Like Weird Al style? Well, I don't... I what don't if you sang Weird Al's <laughs> version? Would you get sued by... <clears throat> There's no words to Yakety Sax. Well, then don't do it. No, I'm not going to. If I even hey. hum the saxophone, we're going to take it to court. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any lawyers listen to us. That's what? okay. Welcome to Talk About Board Games. That's right. We promise we will. We're going to. Okay. You want to? Let's do it. All right. You got to play one of your birthday games, didn't you? I did. I got to play a birthday game. Yeah? How was it? It was fun. What was it? Jaipur. Yeah? And... I did have to look up the name online to make sure that I was pronouncing it correctly. No, I said Jaipur. It is Jaipur. And you were wanting to Spanish this up. I, no, here's the thing, okay? <laughs> One of the people at work who won't play games with me, I showed the box and yeah. he gave it a y thing going on, Jaipur. And I was like, no, I don't think it is. Jaipur. Dang it, now I gotta look it up. So I looked it up and it's Jaipur. Yeah. On the little pronunciation help <clears throat> page. Yeah, that's right. So I did my homework on that one. But anyhow, it's a really fun little game. I yeah. enjoyed it a lot. Is that a two-player only game? It is a two-player only game. By design. By design. Yeah. Two players. And basically, <clears throat> it's set up so that you've got a little market in front of you. Yeah. Like a, it's a card game. Yeah. Starting over. It's a card game. Um, and you get like a little hand of cards. You can only have like seven cards in your hand at any one time. Uh, maximum. What's but the theme of this card game? Buying and selling things from the market. You're trying um, to set, collect sets, though, right? Just Yeah, to collect sets. I'm really bad at explaining these. This is why I always have you do it. <laughs> I just sound like a ninny. Either that or I write out an explanation, and then it's okay. Is, is, like, is, is that what they call a really small female goat? A ninny goat? <laughs> I don't know. It's opposed to nanny for all you guys out there that are wondering. <laughs> no, okay. Um, anyhow, oh. so it's kind of a set collecting thing. You want to get, yeah. like, you know, all the little red mercantile bits <laughs> like the carpets i don't even know i don't really look at the pictures there was so much, like little stacks of chips that gave you points right yeah and, and then they... like depending on how quickly you can make these sets you'll get po uh, chip points that are worth mm -hmm. more points than if you make sets later yeah if they run out then you don't get anything necessarily Correct. if you make a stack of uh or a set of five 
of a particular color, then you'll get a bonus chip. If you do four or three, you'll get bonus chips, but they're not worth as much. If you do just like two and claim that, mm -hmm. then you're not going to get any extra points for that. And you can collect camels. But the camels, <laughs> the camels are cute and they're fun. And there's one little mystery camel yeah. that has a little dead panda oh, I thought, in his I little th pack. I thought it was going to be wearing a mask. No. Mystery camel. No. No, no? just a little smuggling a little dead panda Why? camel. Is, is it actually obviously dead? Well, it's got little X's for its little eyes. That's dead. So that's pretty dead. That's a universal sign for dead. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, also, something else. Uh, you know, our last episode, we played King of Tokyo with Travis and with Lucas. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun. And here's the funny thing. We've actually played a follow-up of that game now. Yeah. With Travis and Lucas. You know, I wasn't done talking about Jaipur. We're going to back up right now. I was going to add one more thing oh, about the dead panda. What is it? We found out that it's like a little, uh, you can house rule how you want to play the dead panda. So if you get that card, you can steal cards from somebody else, or you can say that it doesn't mean anything. That's a house or, rule card? Yeah, kind of. That's what we, we had to look it up. What if you just make it win the game? Well, that would take all the fun out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, we really liked it, and it was a lot of fun, and, and it was All easy right. to learn. So if you need a quick game for a lunch break, yeah, highly recommend. A lot of fun, easy to learn. Jaipur, 30 minutes. Yes, so that I will consider as my birthday present from Glenn, because he was the one that recommended it, that made me want it, so that you got it for me. Thank you, Glenn and Fred. <laughs> you can just thank Glenn, then. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so back, right along. back to what I was saying though, we got it we got a chance to play a follow-up game of King of Tokyo. Now this is this is one of these moments that just warms your heart when you when you talk about board games and you try to sort of, you know, spread the hobby around and, and sort of introduce people to this. Lucas, we mentioned, was was on his birthday weekend here, and he actually went out with his birthday money, went to a local target, found King of Tokyo. And purchased his own copy with his birthday money because he liked playing that game so much. Yes. So we went to a when Travis had a barbecue that he invited us to, we went over there and we actually got a chance to play Lucas's copy of King of Tokyo. Yes. Now I'm I didn't win. No, you <clears throat> did not. But you did kill a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> she loved it. It was so funny. <laughs> we we played this. Lucas is just turned eight, which is actually the minimum age requirement mm -hmm. on the game. Not requirement, but recommendation for yeah. the game. But he the neighbor kids were over too. Yeah. So we had a six and a half year old, and she will stress the and a half part, but anyhow, a six and a half year old playing it who, <laughs> who she cheats did, at bags. <laughs> Did she? Oh my god! She That's walked a different all story. the way up to the bag board and just threw it in the hole. She's little. I know that's what she said. Because <laughs> Lucas yelled at her and goes, "You're cheating!" And she goes, "I'm little." <laughs> anyway, so she was six and a half, and when she was playing, and while she had a good time collecting the little energy cubes and stuff, yeah. she, she didn't really like want to read the cards or anything, but she did. Uh, she did end up using the, the card powers once I explained it to uh -huh. her. So she, even with not being super good at reading, but, like, learning uh -huh. reading, she even did a, had a good time with that game. So yeah. I'm just saying, you know, could be even younger possible. Uh, mm -hmm. We had a four-year-old, I think it was four, three or four-year-old playing, yeah. and discovered he can't throw the dice yet. That they just kind of <clears throat> flew across the room. Yeah, we eventually just told him to just drop them just from drop about him. a foot off the table. Yeah, but he had a he had a good time playing, and we just kind of helped him with rules and stuff. Yeah. And then uh, 
of course, we had the little tiny toddler who was not probably even two years old ah. that she got she just kept coming up to the table and giving me those little eyes like i want to play too please let me play and so i put her on my lap for a minute and and let her roll the dice and she did really well with it with rolling the <laughs> dice and then we had to get her off the lap because she was kind of leaking through her diaper you onto my lap you and you had to live with that for how many more hours? Just about two. <laughs> this is why we have a dog. <laughs> Here's the good news, though, is that we found out that this this really does work with you know I think pretty much any child out there. Well, you had I mean we did modify it a little bit to like we did, like I said we didn't use the the power cards so much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we if we'd have taken those out completely, then you know the younger kids wouldn't have noticed but mm-hmm. i mean it was still it was a really good time that we got adults and kids everybody was able to play it a little bit yep. um i am also glad that we played lucas's copy because there were a lot of uh sticky popsicle fingers going around <laughs> and i know it wasn't my house so <laughs> I will, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say i'm gonna admit that there was a moment where i paused and was like i'm so glad this is not my copy yeah <laughs> this is things so are getting messy be wary um if they're your kids that <clears throat> and you don't want popsicle fingers you make sure that you tell them the appropriate hand washing yep. regimen which we weren't going to go there so but it was a lot of fun i was really glad we got to play that the kids yeah, enjoyed definitely. it so much definitely now nicole that does bring us to the point where we need to unveil something don't we mm-hmm. oh go through it again and make sure we got it count us off bill one two three four this is a five for five update oh man new five for five yeah i always get really really excited because i'm i'm gonna say that by the time we get done with a five for five i'm i'm really ready to explore more collection yeah but that's why we do it i know you know, I know. and i mean I don't know. I'm listening to like other. I listen to other podcasts. You know, not not yeah. like all the time, but you know, I do pick them up here and there. Mm-hmm. And I always hear them talking about you know how many times should you play a game before you can even review it. Sometimes just once is all it takes. Yeah. But at the same time, I think that it's really beneficial. Yeah. For us to do this for you, our listening audience, um, and also for <laughs> our sanity of our collection. Plus, it keeps us. I think it's really kind of made you not buy quite as many games so fast which is kind of nice for our budget here's a, here's something about that speaking of that uh <laughs> <coughs> off topic again oh. but the uh but on topic off topic right right i was th- i was thinking about this guy i know now he is a big time golfer okay and i was thinking <clears throat> how much does gary spend on golf every month now, a cheap golf course, like a junky cheap golf course. Now, I have golf clubs. You have golf clubs. And we, we've played plenty of times, right? Long, long time ago. <clears throat> Correct. But I was thinking a cheap 18-hole golf course, dirt cheap, like one that you're, you're barely, you know, not playing in your backyard. Let's put it that way. It's barely any better than your backyard. Uh-huh. Is $35 for 18 holes. With okay? a cart? I think so. Okay. Now, Gary plays six games a week. Oh my gosh! Okay, that's a lot of golf. <laughs> my my, when I go by week, I think my hobby is probably around, probably somewhere close to fifty a week. That's about how much I spend on board games, on average. Really? Yeah. That's a lot. Is it? Seems like it. It may be less. It may be thirty to fifty. I think it's less because well, you're like buying them like every couple weeks or so usually. Yeah, but but it's probably but I usually buy a hundred dollars at a but time. But this is why the rich people play golf and we played like four times and don't do it anymore. 
<laughs> I don't think that's completely why. But I'm just saying, it's not that unreasonable. That's the same price as you and I going to two movies a week. We don't do that either. I won't let you. We it's have to play expensive. board games. <laughs> well, I know. So we haven't seen the Avengers, and we haven't seen Poltergeist. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, in perspective, everybody's hobby is a different price. Okay, And yeah. this is not the most expensive hobby out there. It's not mm, even no. as, as expensive as playing golf at a good course once a week, if you if you play like me. True. So there you go. Don't know. Don't you know. Okay. No, don't. <laughs> You're not, it, don't you do it. At least he's Aww. using those clubs every time. You've got games that have been up there that we haven't. That's what the five for five is for. I'm saying it's a good thing. <laughs> Back on topic. All right. Five for five's new Suspense. list. No, I can't now, do the drum roll. It just sucks. Don't. It's terrible. I'm not good. So uh, <clears throat> we do have five new games that we picked out of our collection. The first one. Nicole does not want to play, but that's because I'm just going to preface this by saying Nicole played this game one time, just the basic setup idea of it, and I've got more to it. I bought some expansions and immediately said, I have no interest in that game. I don't want to play it. And I was like, that's unacceptable. So that's on the five for five. <laughs> X-Wing Miniature Game by Fantasy Flight Games. I've got, I've got, you know, nothing past the first expansion wave. I mean, I've got, well, maybe it's the first two. I don't know. I don't keep track. The, no idea. But we'll talk about that when we start playing it. Because we haven't played it yet. Right. We haven't got to that yet. We are also <clears throat> playing Risk Battlefield. Target. Which, which is a Target exclusive <laughs> that we saw on Super Clearance and got for like $6. And it... Now, everything I've read says that it's, like, one of the best Risk games. Are you which, kidding? Risk Legacy. Well, yeah. That's what I <laughs> was going to say, but But anyways, still. that's on our list. Yeah. Uh, Russian Railroads. Yes. Pretty dense game. Let's come back to that one. Yep. Uh, Touch of Evil Dark Omen, the deck-building game, based on Touch of Evil, which is, of course, my favorite game. Right. And also Agricola, All Creatures Big and Small, which is their micro two-player 30-minute game of that. And that's right. our five current five list. And that was a birthday present. Thank you. Yes. Now, Thank with you, Matt. that, Matt and with that list out there, <laughs> we can actually now talk to you about Russian Railroads because we pushed through it and played it five times last week. Yes. Didn't we? Yes. Now... Just to give you an idea what this game is, uh, it's a game about building three different railroad tracks uh, and also just industry around the tracks. There's a, thir- a fourth track that's industry. Even more specifically, <coughs> it's a worker placement game. Yeah. Now, one one of the tracks is going to be like points now. One of the tracks is a lot of points later. The third is mostly bonus actions that lead to more points. Right? Right. Now... The way you get all the points is worker placement. Like she said, each turn you take turns placing some of your six workers that you receive on a board full of spaces, and the spaces earn you points, advance your rails, buy you engineers that give you private actions other people can take, and also advance your little industry track. Right, and it was six (coughs) six tokens for us because we were playing two-player. Correct. Now, and of course there's actions that give you more workers and bonuses that give you more workers. Right. And the person who has the most points at the end of the game wins. Right. That's the basic idea of this game. Now, what what did you feel after we were done with this? I liked it. You liked it, obviously. But I think we need to play it with four players yeah. sometime. Yeah, I didn't think it. I didn't feel suited to two players. You know, it's 
that that main track, like when you look yes. at your little personal board, you've got the board that everybody plays <coughs> off of, and then you have your yeah. own little personal scoreboard kind of thing. Yeah, where you you're have your own your personal track. tracks and stuff There's like that. There's one called the Trans-Siberian. That thing blew my mind because we both tried it. We tried it like four times <clears> to win with that track. Yeah. And did not happen any of those four times. Correct. So we, whoever played it lost. Yes. We burned, each of us burned two of our games losing, trying to figure out how to make the points later. The points like, you know, you know, you build now and you earn a ton of points later in the game actually win the game. I honestly think it's got to be because <clears throat> of that fourth, because of the four player, three or four player version. Maybe. Because you get a whole extra round. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that extra round right there would be like a ton of points on that on that track. Yeah. Well, right where right now you're 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 pushing so hard to advance to be able to start acquiring the points. Yeah. That it just takes too long to I don't know, it's just Well, maybe this is one of these games. Now, there's there's these games that we we have that have three players on them and some of them don't even have negotiation in them. But three players may be the beginning of the sweet spot for this because there's a certain thing I call the chaos element, mm-hmm. which two people, you play directly in response to each other. And it's really back and forth, and it's like chess. You're really just answering the other person's move and trying to one-up them every time you play your move. Right. So you're just bouncing back and forth and trying to supersede the other person. Whereas when you add that third person in, there's this chaotic element where you cannot directly answer both people's move. True. <clears throat> and so the third person is the chaos person. Yeah. It's the person that throws that that, you know, throws you into this situation where you cannot just build the Trans-Siberian. Now you have to build this other track that earns you points now or build industry in addition to. Yeah. I, I just think that it it accommodates to and it doesn't really, you know. I think it accommodates too well. <clears throat> is you know, also. Yeah. So that's that's it, it was a good game. I thought it was solid for two players. Yeah. Um, I think if you were planning on buying it, mm-hmm. you would, you could buy it for two players, but would want to know that on occasion you could have other people over to play yeah. it with you, because I think that would really get your full benefit out of it. Of course, we haven't done that yet, so we'll update you. Well, I think the mechanics are really sound on it, mm-hmm. and I think that one of the one of the best things I can say about it. <clears throat> it feels balanced. It feels like you're going to mm-hmm. get close to the same experience every time. And really cool is. It sets up and resets really fast. Really fast, And on yeah. top of that, it was like one of these rare times where we played a game and we played it faster than what the box said we were going to play it. Yeah, that never happens And we did us. it consistently. Uh-huh. And, it, and it, we actually started going faster as we went. And we only screwed up the rules like <clears throat> one time. Which is rare. Really rare. <laughs> and that was, even, that was even silly because it was just like a, if you get first player... Then you don't get any bonuses, but second yeah. player gets to choose like from these cards or whatever. Third player gets to choose. Fourth player gets yeah. to choose, and you get like a little bonus out of that. Mm-hmm. And oh, second player didn't get their bonus. Big deal. Uh, something else that I thought was cool about this game was how it ramped up as you went, because early in the game you are building a bit of a points engine, and it ramps up as you go. Mm-hmm. And you know, on your first turn, you might be scoring three points. 
but by your seventh turn or sixth turn, you're scoring like 103 points. If not more. And I mean, our score is at the end of like six turns. I mean, remember, first turn, three points. Yeah. And my score would end at like 350, 380. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I was getting these really high scores, and those all happened in the last couple of turns. And when you're watching someone loop the entire scoring track, it's just like, oh, no. And it really... You know, raises the tension up quite a bit towards yeah. the end. <clears throat> so, really cool game. Uh, don't buy it for two players. I'm going to yeah. say that right now. You could buy it to, for two players, but like I said, just you're going to see your strategy sort of stifled if you if you do it, that. You're not. I think it's going to get old fast yeah. for two players on that one. But uh, other than that, really solid worker placement game with, uh, and like I said, very little card shuffling, and that's really cool. Yeah. It's mostly just chips and pawns, you know? You hate shuffling because you always have to do it because I'm so bad at it. <laughs> we'll get to that later. <laughs> uh, but let's go, uh, that's that's all we have for a 5 for 5 update right now. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, it is... But you didn't even tell who won that round, the, the match. Oh, the I'm, I, that's right. Mm. It was, it was, I won. Of course. Of course, I just won. <laughs> <laughs> it was three to two. Yeah, so I did win two of the games. That's right. Yay, go me. Well, and I mean, well, yeah, it was. It was because what? Because the first game you didn't have any focus, and I knew I for some reason saw the easy strategy. Yeah, the first the first <clears throat> game I got to admit I was going all over the board and I didn't focus yeah. on anything. And then and we I, basically just traded off who was going to do Trans Siberian for four games in a row after that. I know, and whoever played Trans Siberian lost. And we so tried to it. tweak it every time. Yeah, add that chaos. It's like person a challenge, in. though. Now I kind of I want to <clears throat> play it again just to try and make it happen. Play by yourself. No. You can solo it. No, I'm not doing that. Solo it with three people. No, <laughs> that's something I would do. Want, want. No, I want to. <laughs> okay, Anyhow, but that, that's on. all we need to talk about on our five for five right now, and that moves us on to what is known for the next like three months as convention season, which is this week's peaked interest. Whew. Wow. Would you look at that? Magnificent. Here are some peaked interests. All right. So it is uh, convention season. Yeah. And... You know, Nicole, you've been investigating it because we've been you've been been trying to plan like a couple of vacation times and see what we can run into. Yeah, there's nothing when we're going on vacation. There's stuff before, there's stuff after. There's nothing when we're going on vacation, at least not within a reasonable. But there are there are a ton of these, and I think I think that almost anyone who plays board games could probably travel within one state of distance and be at one. Yeah, at you know, some point through the year. I mean, we have one in in our in Kansas City. That's I think it's called like Sean Con or something like that. No, it's like not that. called that anymore. They well, changed it. Well, it used to be. What is it now? I can't remember. What was it? It was a uh, That was French. In Overland Park. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Je m'appelle Claude for the people. Sorry. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> what? That's ridiculous. Um, yeah, we have one. And then, you know, we had the Geekway to the West that was in St. Louis. That's Which four I hours really from here. Which I really wanted to go to. And they sold out before we bought tickets. That's true. But here's we're the cool slackers thing. and waited. The, the, uh, the only board gaming convention sh- that you and I have ever attended was, was Gen Con. True. And we've, we've done it twice. Now, we did go to the Casey Planet Comic Con that had a board game room that we did not go into. It seemed active, though. Yes. But we, you know, we're on a tight schedule. We were only going one day, and we, yeah. you know, I needed to and we were there with Jerry Lawler and <laughs> Jerry Lawler. That's funny. I needed to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. 
So, so technically two, sort of. <clears throat> yeah. But, but only uh, one actual real board game convention. Like but what, we went twice. Yeah, so I mean, and the only way we've ever attended is, is Gen Con. We attended it in 20, or, uh, 2012 and 2013. Yes. And we skipped 2014, but why, Nicole? Because it got too big. You know, I bet every convention has someone who attends it one year and then attends it again the next year and then says, this got too big. Maybe. Because I, I've heard this from other, you know, for people just talking about, like, uh, some of the other conventions, like Board Game Geek Convention. Which I'd like to go to, but which, it's over Thanksgiving. <clears throat> yeah, and I've, I just read something about it, like, this used to be nice, now it's too big. Really? Yes. How big it, is it? I doubt it's even, I, I don't know, maybe a couple thousand. I don't know. Maybe I'm way off. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But, but either way, that, that, that kind of is on one we will probably... I'd love to go to, and we will probably <clears> never <throat> get to because of the whole Thanksgiving thing. I can't get time off that time of year. Yeah. Because everybody else and their brothers asked off already. So. Well, I mean, like, which which convention would you say? I mean, there's a ton of them out there. Tons. Well, I mean, I, honestly, anybody listening, you just just look up board game conventions and, and put the nearest yes, biggest big city. Double check that it's for the upcoming year and not the previous year. I know, a lot of a lot of, <laughs> a lot of heel draggers there. Yeah, on, on a little the, bit. The um, and, and then follow up to make sure that they're actually that they actually made their attendance goals or whatever, and that they're actually still having the convention because yeah. on some of the smaller ones. You may find that they just couldn't bring it together. Mm-hmm. But um, like, what would the, you? Which one would you like to attend? What, I, what are I, you looking for? Origins, Board Game Geek Con, and Dice Tower, and the Geek uh, yeah, Geek Wake to the West. I would like to go to but any of those. Which one's number one for you, and why? Geek Wake to the West because it's the closest, and it won't cost us as much money. <laughs> That's why we missed it. That's why. And then on Instagram, <clears throat> I saw somebody else got to go, and he kept posting pictures, and I kept being jealous. What's his name? Digger C, I think. <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous. I think, I think for me, <clears throat> the one I'd like to probably attend the most, uh, I'd probably say Board Game Geek Convention. And the reason is, is and the reason I want to attend it is it has nothing to do with it being cheap. It has to do with that. R two D two picture has his little logo. Well, there you go. It, mine <laughs> anyway. has, the reason I wanted to go, to go to that one is because it seems that there's a, a pretty dividing you know clear dividing line between this is where you buy new games and see new releases Mm -hmm. gen con origins that kind of stuff or this is one that you go to and you experience this community and you experience games with people and get to play a lot of games that you don't normally play Mm -hmm. and you get to like you know just sort of you know immerse yourself in this this hobby but I don't know. Well, see, I think that's why I've kind of changed gears at this point because I can't find any conventions any time that we can go to. Um, and <laughs> we're just going to try and find more game stores and maybe do like an actual game night at a, what? At a, in a city that we Ooh. might go to, which I still don't know where. I don't know. We'll figure it out. If you have suggestions, feel free. <clears throat> Send us an email. Yeah. Um, let us know, hey, we've got the best convention. It's whatever time of year and you should totally come yeah let us let us um, know what you guys think about which convention or if you, you have some attend. great game stores near you that you think deserve a visit mm-hmm. so yep thank you <laughs> there you go well that's that's our that's about all we have to say about conventions obviously they're they're fun they're, they're a way to, to really you know get outside of your own group and experience the world of board games you know with other people and, and yeah. see see what the actual community is like and that's always good <clears throat> but Nicole we got some more questions Yay. Can you believe it? <laughs> you have a road test, and we know. 
Nicola Fletcher wrote us. Yes. Now, he let us know that he enjoyed our show, but not puns that remind him of his depressed former English teacher. What? What are you talking? I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Uh, He also let us know that he decided to pick up A Touch of Evil, my personal favorite game, and to play it as a solo experience. Now, while I have played it alone to learn the rules, I actually have never finished the games that way. Mm -hmm. And, in fact, I I mean, I couldn't... I don't know. It's it's a story game. Yeah. And stories are a lot more fun when other people are, are doing those with you. Yeah. You know? So I feel kind of bad because I want him to enjoy the game. I know. You know? Well, I said I liked it, and on the box, it may, maybe it said one. Does it say <laughs> I don't one? Know. Uh, it probably I can't shouldn't. Remember. I mean, I think you could, but it doesn't seem like it would be as much fun. I don't know. So. But I mean, honestly, I recommend that game uh, with four people, and either in full, like a full cooperative mode, or in games of two. So, Nicole, do you ever play solo games i i don't usually if i'm gonna play by myself i play video games but i kind of like brought a game for fletcher what well okay the whole thing started because of peaked interest Uh uh-huh we actually do know that it's peaked as in the french peaked p-i-q-u-e-d instead of (laughs) peaked p-e-a-k-e-d which is top of the mountain peak yes so we did it on purpose and we do know this but i nobody else maybe knows it (laughs) that we know this so um i just wanted to stress that i really like puns i like word game fun so i brought some fun little word game sentences oh my goodness i know right okay so (laughs) Uh, found this online. <laughs> here's, some, here's some examples so that you know this is actually really joyous for us. Um, a bicycle can't stand alone. It is too tired. Get it? Oh, my God. Two of them. <laughs> um, a calendar's days are numbered. Oh, my God. Okay, it's not so much a game. It's just a little fun for me. But um, a boiled egg is hard to beat. Correct. These are awesome. <laughs> he had a photographic memory, which was never developed. <laughs> that may not make as much sense these days with, you know, technology and pictures being on your phones, but it used to be you had to actually take your film and get it developed. Okay, anyhow, moving on. <laughs> yeah. um, once you've seen one shopping center, you've seen a mall. <laughs> that one's a good one. I love That's it. my favorite one. See, that's that's one of mine. Um, if you don't pay your exorcist, you can get repossessed. Oh. I love that one. Okay. Um, seen a mall is a funny one. This, one, this one's definitely more punish- uh, marathon runners with bad shoes suffer the agony of defeat. Ugh, that's not as good as the mall. Uh, she was only a whiskey maker, but he loved her still. I like that one, too. That one's good. I thought you might. <laughs> uh, two silkworms had a race. They ended up in a tie. Silkworms? Ugh. Ties? Okay. Um, I wondered why the baseball kept getting bigger. Then it hit me. There you go. That's I a good one, too. And I think this is the last one I got oh on here. Um, the soldier... <laughs> You'll like this one. The soldier who survived mustard gas and pepper spray is now a seasoned veteran. <laughs> seasoned. <laughs> what? They're so funny. See, they need a board game with like, well, they probably have a game with stuff like that where you have to like finish the pun or I don't, I don't know. know. Now, <clears throat> I don't really play solo games that much myself. <laughs> Back. <laughs> Back out of Looneyville. What? It was fun. 
Uh, I don't actually, I don't play board games by myself most of the time, but I mean, obviously, I'm I'm the keeper of the rules in this house, and I have to learn how to play games. If I didn't, we wouldn't play anything. Yes, we would. We would rarely play anything. I learned how to play, <laughs> what was that? And then you ended up just knowing how to play it anyway. What was that? I learned it in the, it had a box. Are we talking about Bruges? No, not Bruges. That was one. No, it was one. Oh, it was a Among the Stars. Yeah. I explained that to you. Yeah. But you had already figured it out on your own, so I didn't really need to. I'm the keeper of I, the rules. I know. Go ahead, anyhow. Let me open now. this ancient tome and continue talking about my solo games. <laughs> no, the, Go uh, ahead. no uh, so <clears throat> I, I do play a lot of games by myself, but rarely do I complete them by myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I do have one solo game that I've played, and it's designed to be a solo game, and I'm, I'm sure that people know about this. Maybe they don't. It's by Freeman and Fries, the same people uh, who did Power Grid. They did a little tiny game called Friday in the Robinson Crusoe vein of Friday. Mm-hmm. And you play Friday helping Robinson survive this island and sort of build up his smarts at, you know, at the same time by sort of... Uh, Manipulating this deck, cards into the deck and cards out of the deck, and utilizing his hit points, and you know, <clears throat> it's it's probably about a fifteen minute game, and you at the end of the fifteen minutes you either die, either Robinson dies or he fights some pirates and leaves the island. On a pirate it, ship? Yes, and it plays oh. in, in like fifteen minutes. You've just got these by got, himself. He's going to defeat <clears throat> pirates. Yeah. Because he builds up his weapons and stuff as you're doing, wow. you start off and you're doing these tasks like, oh, I found a, sh- you know, a piece of the wrecked ship. All I need is to score zero on my Robinson card. You flip over a card and it'll be like distracted minus one, you know, or something like that. So there's like, uh-huh. and then you, you're spending hit points to counterpoint, you know, negatives and stuff. And it's, it's not bad. It's a fun little experience, but it's not. Is it more difficult than the Robinson Crusoe we? Not even one. close. Not even close. You can play this in 15 minutes. Oh, okay. And it's a nice diversion. So, I mean, I, I know I know specifically that Fletcher had wrote us asking if, if we had any shorter games. This is one that, honestly, it plays in a, in a small table space, maybe 18 inches like by 18. Mm-hmm. And you can knock this out. I, I knocked it out twice in 30 minutes. So that's easily like a lunch break game or something like if you just have a little bit of time before you go out, you play through this sequence of events and see if Robinson dies or not. And, mm-hmm. and then you you know, agonize over how horrible he is and how dumb he is because it has a really funny ones like you'll pull a card out and it'll say very stupid. <laughs> it'll just have all the faces of Robinson are so funny because it, it's always you as Friday looking at Robinson. Okay. It's pretty fun. Not a bad little solo game. Okay. Uh, we also got another question, though. We got a question from Nate who asked, uh, what games would be best to play with his blind mother? That's he, a tough question. Now, Nate said he was thinking of co-op games like Pandemic where he could read her the cards. Now, Nicole, you came up with this solution for him, didn't you? Well, I did because I thought Pandemic would be end up being just nothing but you quarterbacking the game and her Correct. just hearing the story of what happens or something. <laughs> for a game that already is subject to quarterbacking, the exactly. worst thing to do is I'm going to read you all your cards. Yeah. I mean, and then I don't know how familiar with geography she would be. I I mean, blind geography seems... Abstract. Hard, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've not met her, so... Yeah. Um, But, um, and props where props are due, I was listening to another 
podcast. And yeah. so thank you, Eric Summerer, for the oh. idea. <laughs> um, what's that game called, though? I forgot. It's called Master Fox. Master Fox. By Yellow. Yeah, I'd heard him talking about it. He said that he played it with the kids and really had a good time mm-hmm. with it. Um, so I've not played it, but it seemed like the perfect game for a blind person. But basically, you you all get to put on these masks, so you all get to look like little foxes, which she probably wouldn't get to enjoy that part as much. But everybody else would. That's right. So everybody's wearing their little blindfold fox mask. Now, these masks don't have eye holes. No, they're, they're blindfolds, basically. Yeah. And you have to, like, whatever you're supposed to, like, you have a bag of... I don't know, animeeples is what it sounded like. I think so. And you have to reach in there and try and figure out, like, if you're supposed to get a horse, you have to feel the pieces and pick out the horse. Yeah, and I think you're actually collecting as many of the horses as you can. I think there's more than one of everything, and they're very similar. So, like, a dog and a horse inside that bag feel kind of similar. Yeah. They both have pointy ears. They both have a tail. Mm-hmm. You know? <clears throat> but I thought that would be the perfect game. Correct. For her and, to be and, able to actually <laughs> participate in and actually enjoy. Right. Although she still has to trust that nobody's going to lie to her and say, oh, well, no, that's not. That's <laughs> no, not a horse. Find the penguin. <laughs> find the penguin. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do that. That'll you ruin know. the game, Nate. So don't I thought do that. that. Was, I thought that would be a good one for her to get to try. <sighs> yep. And maybe she'll like it. And, and uh, Well done, cool. Nicole. So, well done. Oh, well, thank you, Eric Summer. The, I know. The proper answer for that. I kind of cheated a little bit, but it was perfect timing, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, with that, that's the end of our questions for this week. And uh, this week we played a game about running out of money, right? Yes. So, uh, let's talk about games involving money with What About That? All these games What about that? So this week, we played a game, as we talked about before, where we tried to run out of money. Now, yes. <clears throat> now we kind of briefly mentioned at the le- uh, end of the last episode that this game is uh, kind of based on Brewster's Millions. Yes. Now, <clears throat> Brewster's Millions is a, is, a, is a, you know a story about a guy who inherits some money. Right. Like, let's, he, he gets, like, a couple million dollars or whatever. And he's told in this secret will that if he can spend all of that money he just got in a very short amount of time, he's entitled to a massive amount of money. Right. And so, but he can't, I mean, there's all sorts of rules. Like, he can't tell people that's what he's doing. He has to hire a financial advisor and, and yeah. ridiculous stuff See, has well, to happen. And there's, there's actually a lot of versions of this basic story. That's yeah. the one I'd always heard was the Brewster's Millions. It was a book back yeah. in like 1902. And then they've uh-huh. made several uh, movie versions of it. Um, some of them, it's it's where the uncle is just mean and wants you to get sick of money. Yeah. And some of them is because the, the gentleman has decided he didn't do anything with his life to enjoy the money that he had. So he wants to make sure that you're going to learn the joys of spending money before you actually get all of the inheritance. So, Nicole, let's talk about some games involving money. Now, what would you say is your favorite board game money that you have ever seen? The actual physical money in the games? Anything that's not paper. Really? I don't like the paper money. Um, the it sticks only... together, then you lick your fingers, then people judge you for it. <laughs> and I don't have quick sort. 
People, people judge you for quick. licking your fingers around paper every day. I know, I know. It's gross. Okay, fine. But I grew up in the days where it was okay to eat dirt. And, That's right. You know. What's wrong with dirt? It just made you tough. I know. So, but now um, everything's all sanitized. I mean, the, I, 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 I agree pretty pretty much uh, straight across the board, except with one exception on paper money. The only game I've ever seen that had paper money that made me go, wow, now that's really nice paper money, is Firefly, the board game. I didn't get to play that one. It's because it's just, eh. <laughs> I played it one night when you weren't around, and it mm. was, eh. It wasn't my copy. What was so special about that paper money? <clears throat> it was, the, it was, I don't know how many, how many colors were used on it, and it was just, it was really, really like designed. Money? Like, if you look at a dollar bill, and you, you can see all the intricacies and all the design that really goes into that. Uh-huh. I mean, it is, it is, you know fairly artistic you know so it just looked really cool it was it was really well designed it, the paper was like a good stock it seemed to separate easy and oh. it was like like just a you know a rainbow of colors used to create it and it, it just was it was really nice okay. you, you picked up this money and you said this is really nice money that's that's a really positive thing about this game right the rest of the game is okay i mean it's it's not <laughs> the worst game ever but it's not one in my collection that's so for what's sure. the what's the best money you've seen then that's not paper <sighs> I mean, money can get kind of vague, but I, th- I think my favorite money I've ever seen, or what would be considered money, would probably be uh, Splendor. <clears throat> well, it's not total. Well, it's gems. Yeah. But then they're in discs, like poker chips. Yeah. See, that? what I don't like about that is because what? they call them gems, and then it's poker chips. Yeah, but that you're right using gems you. to purchase mines. Eh. That's what you're doing. I know, but then it's a poker chip. Poker chips are awesome. Yeah, well, I like your poker chips. They're nice. Which poker chips? The ones that we always use instead of whatever money comes with the game. That's right, because that's our uh, solution was just to buy a set of poker chips. Yeah. And I mean, they're, and they're a little uh, spinner that they all sit in. <clears throat> this, this, of course, once again falls into the category of upgrading your all your board games. <laughs> just like buying a game table, buying a nice set of you know clay poker chips is really nice for everyone to play. Yeah. Everybody likes holding them. Everybody likes playing with them. You know, they feel good in your hands, and you're not licking your hand to separate a poker chip. That is for sure. Uh, And the ones I got, I mean, I think... And if somebody licks your poker chips, you smack their hands. Obviously, they're not not cheap. No. But, I mean, if if you're using them for all games, then it kind of balances out. And with with a nice carousel like we have, or, you know, some sort of nice holder, I would would suggest a carousel because that's a table-designed... Uh, you know, accessory. Makes some people, easier. some people get like the briefcases to go with their poker chips. I say get the get the carousel that's designed to be on a table and to be used, and it rotates around. It doesn't spins take around. up it's, much space. No, and it's really the nice. briefcase. Briefcases take up twice as much space as you think. Yeah, they're and they're going annoying. To. They got a stupid lid you're opening up, and it's just they look dumb. cool though. Yeah, if I was walking a through a it. you know a casino, I'd look cool. These are the poker chips. Get back. I don't know. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, you're probably going to set yourself back somewhere around $100. Whoa. That's that's the truth. Not necessarily. You can get better deals than that. Uh, <laughs> I'm really particular. <laughs> well, with a, okay. With the, car- the carousel by itself <laughs> is somewhere between $20 and $40. Yeah. Just for the if carousel. You get, yeah, because you, you do want to have enough spaces and yeah. stuff, too. But I know, like... Well, and, and see, we also went, like, we've got 100 denominations and 50 denominations and 10s and 5s yeah. and 1s and all of uh-huh. that. 
I mean, you could go for poker chips that are just colors, but you're not you're going to run out of variety on those. So it probably does pay to, to upgrade them a little bit more. Well, I mean, that. if you really want to go the cheaper route, Nicole, would you? I mean, I would. I would rather do this. I would rather have the cheapest plastic poker chips and just say that's worth this this is worth this and this is worth this at the start of the game and instead of using monopoly money here's the thing (laughs) with that too though we had one of our games i think wasn't it power grid that had yeah oh geez we he bought all these little colored discs yeah like little tiny little stupid discs and then <laughs> you know you know you're calling me stupid at the I same time I love you baby right? you're adorable you're right. and these little stupid discs <laughs> and then took like a, a little silver sharpie kind of thing and wrote denominations on all of them yeah. the problem was they're see through so then it's like you can see them on both sides that it's like not the same number and then part of it like rubbed off on one of them or something I don't know we used them like half a time and then you're like, I don't like these. I'm going to get the poker chips. Look, they were cheap. I mean, they, these were they these were. little colored plastic discs. And, and they were forever writing all the num- you denominations know what? You know, you, you, you don't even care about that. I'm after, just saying after the fact. for other people so you don't go through the torture of these little little things that you're I, not going to enjoy later I on. I deny the title torture. <laughs> you weren't happy that day. I don't think I was upset. Well, you weren't happy. I wasn't upset. And then we never use them. They're still just in the box. And you look at them and go, meh. They were cheap. I mean, they were like, I think they were three bucks a pack, and I bought like three different colors. Whatever. Meh. Yeah. Meh. Whatever. Anyhow, we, we like, it, we it, like I'm just going to say, it, 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 pays, it pays to invest in a nice set. Everyone yeah. will thank you for it. If you have people over your house and they get to use your stuff. Now, don't take these in your car with you. These are just stay at home. Yeah. And, I mean, they're nice. Yeah, if you're taking it out to play elsewhere, take the crappy paper money with you. If that gets get a lost, case. no big deal. Get a briefcase. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anyhow. No, you know, I was thinking about this game, though, too. One more thing uh, about that is that uh, I was thinking about this game, and then we have another game that's similar, and it's Go For Broke. Yeah. And Go For Broke is, is one of the games that we'll talk about again real soon because uh, we play it in our American Classics Day. Are we going to play it again this year? Oh, yeah. We played it last year. Yeah. Okay. But that's all we're going to talk about. Is, is it, It's coming up because on, on 4th of July, we've mentioned before, we play American Classics Day, which means we get a bunch of really kind of like, you know, old games out like Go For Broke, which I think is like a 1960s game or something, something like that. Something like that, yeah. And uh, it has the same idea. You've got all these incomes that you don't want to have, and you're trying to lose all your money. Yes, get rid of it. <clears throat> Which, of course, will naturally bring us to our playthrough of the week. The following is a true recount of a board gaming session. It is not merely a conversation. It contains the actual sounds of components, success and failure, and in-the-moment emotions from the incident itself. The archivists of this audio would like to remind the faint of heart that the people involved are not rules experts, did not design the game, and do not always play nice. No one was murdered in the playing of this game. Okay, well, Last Will is a worker placement game for two to five players. Each player is the potential heir to a vast fortune left by a reclusive uncle. To claim that fortune, you must prove that you understand the pleasures money can bring by spending it faster than your opponents. The game uses a planning board, an offerings board, and each player will have a personal player board with five open action spots. A game will last no more than seven rounds, each consisting of five phases, setup, planning, errands, actions, and end of round. 
During the setup phase, you're going to be presented with the opportunities available for the upcoming errand phase. Each card space on the offerings board will be filled with one of six type of cards, four basic types that include events, helpers and expenses, properties, and companions, as well as wild cards and special cards. So for example, the first card space specifies a property card for rounds one and two, and event card for the third and subsequent rounds, whereas some spaces will only ever be filled with special cards. The planning phase will require each player to claim a spot on the planning board to decide how the rest of the round will play out. Where the planning pawn is placed will determine several factors. One, the number of cards drawn into your hand from any of the four basic decks that may be used later during the action phase. Two, the number of errand boys that will be sent out during the errands phase. Three, the number of actions you will have in the action phase. Four, the turn order for the remainder of the round. If you choose the planning option farthest to the left, you will go first for the remainder of the round. While you may benefit from having more options to choose from during the upcoming phases, you may be more limited as to the number of choices you are actually able to utilize. Next, we're going to send those errand boys out to prepare us for spending money in the action phase. They can change property prices to prepare for selling property, gain a random card into your hand from one of the basic decks, add an action space to the player's personal board, choose to add to your hand one of the face-up cards that were revealed during the setup phase, or you can just go to the theater and spend two bucks automatically. After some planning and more planning, we finally come to the action phase. This is where you will play cards from your hand to an open space on your personal player board and activate the cards that you've placed to spend money. Some cards cost zero actions to play or activate. Some will give you additional actions, but you may never use a card if you don't have enough actions left to fulfill its action requirements. There's a lot of different ways to spend money, so I'll spare you the specifics. Uh, end of round is the cleanup phase. Each player will discard. Uh, you, you may only keep two cards in your hand for the next round. Depreciate your properties. So if you have brought, bought property, you will have. If you bought property, you will have chosen during the action phase to either activate it to spend money now maintaining it, or you just let it sit there and the value depreciates. Maybe you can sell it later for a big loss. Uh, you reset your cards by putting them back into the not yet activated position. You clean up the offering board by removing unused cards in preparation for the next setup phase. You're going to pick up all your planning markers and errand boys, move the round counter, and pass starting player to the left. Ending the game. When a player has no money and no property, he or she declares bank bankruptcy, which signals the end of the game. If no one has declared bankruptcy by the sixth round, then the seventh round will be the last. The winner is the player who ran up the largest debt. Congratulations, you've now inherited your uncle's true fortune. Don't squander it this time. Jeez. I know. <clears throat> a lot to this game. There's a lot to this game. <clears throat> now, this is uh, another one. Sort of like what we described earlier, which is another worker placement game. Yes. And uh, up front, like you said, <clears throat> you uh, you have like, you know, there's a first, second, and third player right off the bat, but you're going, the only thing that gets you right off the bat is the first opportunity to uh, place a spot to see, you know, how many cards, actions, and uh, how many helpers you get on yeah. that turn. Right. And... <clears throat> And just because you're the first player doesn't mean you're going to yeah. get the first because pick. the furthest spot to the left 
determines the first player for the rest of that turn. Correct. Even though the first player marker just goes clockwise around the table. Right. Now, <clears throat> that mechanic's a little. What we found right off the bat when we did this was this is not <laughs> a true two player game again, is it? No. <laughs> Let's see how that turns out. blocking one of the options got it okay so yes we use our secondary color first to block an option like if i go first then since i'm blue i'm gonna use my red chip to block something that's right you're gonna use your green chip to block something else then Then i'm gonna play my actual blue you're gonna play your actual yellow and that's what you go off of that's a lot better than a lot of games you know that that's not a bad way to condense it down it to a two-player game. It could be way worse. Oh, God, yeah. I agree with me. I agree with you, too. <laughs> now, this is, uh, this is something they do a lot of times in these games. Like I said, if you don't have that chaos person in there to really you know, muddy the waters, you have to kind of Make cause your own chaos. chaos. And so we, you know, we had to start every turn by blocking two spaces. Mm-hmm. Just right off the bat. And then we got to take something. Right. So you're kind of forced in the situation and that it, it was kind of interesting for me, actually, every time I played, because I was like, do I block a space I don't want her to have? Or do I block a space that neither one of us probably wants? Yeah. Because <clears throat> you're usually looking at the board and thinking there's a couple of different spots that you could take. And you're kind of going, oh, well, if I block that one space, one of those two, that's really good. And it seemed like, didn't you feel like that? Like there was two? It always felt, yeah, it feels like there's two spots that are fantastic, yeah. and then there's the rest. And so when you're blocking, you're going, I don't know if I want to block one of the good spaces, because yeah. if I'm not first player, like if I am first player and I block one of the good spaces, the other player goes, well, they're going to get the other good space. I'll just go ahead and block it. Now we both have crappy spaces. Right. And so... You, I found, honestly, personally, I found myself just going, ah, I don't even care, and just throwing the block away. You know? <laughs> Is that what you were doing? <laughs> I, I'm telling you. Yeah. But like, like you said, I mean, we've complained on a few games about whatever mechanic they throw in to make it mm-hmm. a two-player game, and that is like the easiest possible fix. Yeah, that's not that bad. It's, it's not bad. You each get two extra tokens and have to pl- place them down. Yeah. So that's, that's nothing. Now, as usual, uh, on this, we... Uh, after this is th- that was a clip from us just reading the rules and getting up to speed on it, and it took about probably twenty minutes, which isn't that bad. Yeah, because we hadn't played it for quite a long time. Yeah. yeah. So. So that wasn't that bad, but of course, before every game, we have to decide who is the star player. This is called Yodeler. Yodeler. Okay, so you're the first player. Damn. Uh, <laughs> it says Yodelerlehihu. That's Doctor Yodeler. To you, I didn't attend four long years of yodeling school to be called Mr. That's one of my jokes. Bastards. <laughs> nice job, Mr. Yodeler. That joke never gets old for you, does Leo, does it? The next person to yodel is the start player. That's rude. I don't want to do that. I think it's meant... I think it actually is one of the better ones because you set it up by saying, this one's called Yodeler, and someone immediately yodels, and you're like, you're the start player. Yeah. Except who else would yodel, ever? Well, in our case, when I'm reading the card, it's going to be you, mm-hmm. and you took the bait, and you got trapped like a rat. <laughs> There's your first player marker, which is what, is it better than this? Wait. 
Yes. This little piece of poop. Better than the little Tootsie Roll looking cylinder. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, okay. Uh, the first player marker is pretty weak with yeah. Last Will. It is. It looks like a little Tootsie Roll. It's it's a little hexagonal peg. Yeah. It's so boring. It's kind of boring. But, <laughs> but even the, the the official start player rule for the game is whoever purchased something last. Which is lame. That's always going to be you on that now, one. <clears throat> we had a we had a listener uh, post on his Twitter. We got a, uh, a tip that there's an app that you can use, right? Yeah. And, and this was on uh, Glenn's. There's something called it's it's Chazwazi or Chawazi? I don't know. Was it this? It's C H W A Z I, and the the only thing this does is people put their fingers onto your iPhone screen and it decides who's going to be the first player, and you just tell it uh, you got to pick one, and it can do like up to eight fingers at once, which is really well, cool. because it can choose teams too. So you say like if you want <clears throat> four, then it'll leave four dots on there, yeah. and those people are a team. And this is a free little app. Yeah, it was kind of neat. And we've been using it like crazy. It's, I, I, it's that, biased, though. It picks you, like, every time. It's it's a lizard blood, mammalian blood kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'll let you decide. Here's the lizard. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. The uh, No, it's, it's a really nice little app, though. Yeah. Yeah, C-H-A... What was it? W-Z-I? It. Whatever, sure. <laughs> I'm still going to make you play the start player thing when people are here. <clears throat> yeah, C-H-W-A-Z-I. Right. On the App Store. But, uh, you know, start we're, player. We're just going to call it Swayze. This makes it so fast because I don't even have to get up. You make me get up and go get the start player. Because it's funny. Read the ter- okay, the yodel card was good. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll Thank give you, you that. Now, after uh, the 20-minute uh, rule refresher, we finally get around to me taking my first turn. So you do all of yours, and then I do all of mine. What does what mean? I, I, I'll show you in a second. Because okay. I believe it's something really, really cool, but okay. I don't know. So it's, is it my turn? It's your turn. Okay, so I can spend an action to, let's say, uh, put my old chum in. Yes. Right? So I use one of my actions, to and put I put in, in my old chum. Now, does he give me an action right now? What does he do? Plus one action, or plus an action. Each round, you have extra action. This applies to the same round in which the helper comes yes, into play. So, so you I get an extra action, action back. Wow. So it's a free thing. Uh, another thing I'd like to do, and this is weird because I don't quite understand how this reads. Okay, so first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to spend an action to buy this farm or put this farm in play. Okay, okay? so how It costs much? me $25,000. Plus Plus what? one. Because it's green, and the market's plus one. Okay, that's okay with me. So here's $25,000. I have to remind myself, that's what I want to do, okay? Okay, so then you have to put a, don't you have to put a little house marker on there? There's no, it doesn't depreciate in value, okay. so no. Okay. Uh, so that was an action. Another action is... Did you, okay, you moved your action marker? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another action is I'd like to put in this helper who's my steward. Now, my steward, I don't know what this little plus A thing means, but I know that he activates a farm twice for no action. Use one action to place up to two animal tokens. No. 
Use one I action. I think it's use one action to activate a farm twice is what it means. What is it? It's a it's a two times farm money symbol? Yes. So in other words, I because a farm basically you upkeep it for $4 per action. Right now with no horses on it, if I add two horses, it'll be $10 per action. And this guy, for one action... I can activate a farm twice, so I can spend $8,000 every time I activate that guy Okay. from this farm. But the other thing I want to do, instead of activating the farm this turn, I'm going to get another old school chum of mine. And this guy, he lets me draw three extra companion cards during planning phase. Gotcha. So every planning phase I get to draw my cards plus three planning or three little companion cards. Which means I'll get those horses soon. Oh, okay. So that's the end of my turn. Okay. Hope you win. And I have three. <laughs> uh, now this this kind of you can hear me struggling. Yeah. With the symbols and the cards. Yes. Now that's I think you know that's that's. I think it's the biggest challenge of this yeah. game is those symbols. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 so many. I had to make photocopies of pages of the book, to, right, to kind of figure it all out. Well, so that we'd each have a reference. Sheet, yeah, and, basically. and some symbols are explained on the on the reference page. Some of them are not. Yeah, and then you have to go looking in the book and kind of read the yeah. definitions a little bit. Um, the other thing I should point out too is, like you heard Fred say that it, the farm was costing him $25,000 and then yeah. everything's costing him $4 or $10. Mm-hmm. We mean thousands still. Yeah. <laughs> if I clarifying. say 10 bucks, I mean $10,000. Exactly. Cuz it's I mean the, the, <clears throat> the money all says 100 and it's we're just we're going with the concept of yeah. 100,000. Yeah. A farm in this game is is kind of cool cuz uh you're you get to, you know, upkeep on it's really high. Right. Well, like I said, though, like some of the properties, you can yeah. just let them sit and they're going to depreciate. Farms yeah. don't do that. If you buy a mansion, what you want to see is like 20 steps on it that go from like, from like all the way $20 from $20 to like $3. Well, you want like five or six and you want to get that early because then, yeah. then it can go way down. But a farm, I mean, I spent $25,000, but that's $25,000 I still have. Right. It because does you not have go to away. be able to sell that farm. Otherwise, you own property. Correct. If you own property, that's you, you, that yeah. disqualifies you from winning the fortune. Correct. Now, and one more thing about symbols. I mean, I would I would basically know that you're going to be playing with that rule book in your hand at least the first couple games. And I mean, this is we've played this game at least five times. Oh yeah. And so you're gonna so you're gonna be playing with that with that game in your Forever. game book in your hand. For every game, most likely. Yeah. Well, especially because, you know, there's a lot of different cards available. Like, you were talking about the school chum that he gives you an action. The steward. He has to do with uh, the properties themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, There's just, like, going on a boat trip. That's got a whole set of of actions. And then there's the companions. You've got a dog, a horse, a lady, and a chef. You use those in different circumstances. You've got, um, what was it? There's, like, a waiter. Yeah. If you if you had the waiter, then you get bonus. You get to spend more money when you go to restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a mailman or something. I don't even know what. There's a lot of different. Like <laughs> we didn't see all the cards because there's a lot of them in there yeah. to begin with, and they are all dealing with all these different symbols yeah. to figure out how much money it's going to cost you to play them. Mm-hmm. 
that's not saying that it's hard. It's just, I mean, the concept of it is easy. It's just, what does a specific guy do? You're going to have to look it up. Absolutely. Now, we finish round one, and we make a discovery that is very typical of how we play games. Oh, wait, that's on the wrong board. I don't know what you're talking about. What is going on? It doesn't go there. That is one of these. Boom. Okay. Mr. So something's weird. Yeah, I know. Let's take a look here. This is what it says. Uh, deal one card into each space in the offering board. The icons indicate what kind of card should be dealt where. On some places, the same deck will be used every round. On others, the deck changes to the, as the game progresses. In the first round, under setup, each player chooses only two cards from their hand to keep and discards the rest face down to the appropriate discard piles. Planning. Beginning with the starting player and continuing clockwise, each one makes a plan for the price today. Okay, so it doesn't really say anything. It just says follow the guide. So the, the <laughs> wild card is supposed to be there, and I guess when you cash it in, you get to choose which one you want. I assume, because on the third, on the on the actual board that goes for three players or something like that, so it just stays there. Because what does that board say on the side of it? Does it say three plus or something? Yeah, we're supposed to be like on the two. We are on the two. Is that it, that extra piece says three. This board right here, what does it say on the side of it? Over Four there. to five. Okay, flip this over. That's right. oh my gosh, ruined the game. It says two to three. So we've already been doing this wrong. Don't worry about it. Just put it down. Put the devil. Good gods. Yeah, that's way less cards. Okay, so that goes there. (laughs) So much less cards. Oh, I've just ruined everything. Let's just keep going. We both played the same first round. And I live by that, just so you know. What, just keep going? If you've played the first turn wrong and it's been equal or even for everyone, you can adjust it or keep playing it wrong. It doesn't matter as long as everyone plays the same game, you know? Eh. Well, this has too much shuffling. I wasn't going to start over. Forget all (laughs) that. (laughs) Okay. But But that's still, once again, it's a double-sided board, so be sure you're on the correct side that you need to be on Oops. yeah for sure it's it's got different yeah it's it's this one's for how many is it i can't remember there's like it's is it a two to three five. and then a four to five or i think it was like just i don't know yeah something like that like yeah four to five was on the other side yeah two to three and then four to five and then we did it wrong again <laughs> what we do we really like games <laughs> we're just not good at them yep that's right now uh in this next clip i i gotta say that i'm a little more helpful than i usually am that's good yeah i'm going to go to the theater for one action and i have to spend three why was that card bucks. sitting there you didn't have to play an action to put that card into play this just, one? Yeah, you just go to the theater. You just play it. Your Last action, turn? Yeah, your action is to play that card right then and spend $3. Oh. That's how I believe it. You don't ever put it in your tableau. Well, then I screwed that up last yeah. turn. Yes, you did. Okay, well, then I'll spend it now without taking an action. How's okay, that? Okay, fine. So I'm still at four. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to make you win this game. You know that, right? So I need two bucks back, please. Gladly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
The last thing she wants is more money back, just so everybody kind of is following along. She's trying to get rid of money. That's why that's funny. Crap. I didn't even get that. <laughs> you didn't. Aww. Yes, you did. <laughs> but I let, you, I let you do something, you know, I let you do some retroactive yeah. playing. That's nice. Well, because again, then in addition to all the little symbols, you have black cards and you have white cards. And the white cards are controlled differently than the black cards. And meh, I goofed that up and... Read the book, read the symbols. Yeah, you. I mean, you. You are managing. You know, your actions have to be managed very closely in this game. They're very limited, and you have to pay attention. There you know, is going to be a maximum number you can spend every turn with the actions you've you've allowed yourself. Yeah, you know, and a lot of times <clears throat> with games, I think it's really you can learn that just from somebody teaching you the game. I think with this one, it might actually be a pretty important thing to look at the last couple pages of the book yeah. um, on your own, regardless of if somebody's mm-hmm. trying to teach you the game or not, just so you can you can see the visual cues because there's just so many of them. Yeah, and it happens so. after they teach you the game. They teach yes. you the game and they don't really describe the, the intricacies of the game. And then they have this little like, oh, and here's the rest of what you need to know after the fact in that book. Which I don't know how else they would explain it. I don't know. But a lot of it's visual visual cues. Luckily, this so. book is only like I think it's only like six pages long. No, and it's it's not a bad book. It's just it's it's the game is played in a strange order from how you have to explain it. So the way that you have to explain it, this step, that step, this step, that step, this step, that step. But to really understand the whole thing, you kind of have to understand the last two steps before you can even comprehend the first three. Yeah. So anyhow, I almost don't want to play this next one. It's ridiculous. Here we go. Uh-oh. This card. Why is she so jangly? Because I put a new rabies tag on her. All right. I get three companions. Oh, I get three oh, school chums. Oh, now remember. Darn, why did I take that then? That was stupid. Ugh. I get three school chumps, so I'm not taking that as my other one. I'm taking this. This is my other one. She's so good. I get two more of those. And you get three of these? Yes. She's so good. What a precious. Oh, exactly what I wanted. It's all I ever dreamed. I'm making up a Disney song right now. (laughs) Right, Lou? That's right. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, everybody loves their dog, okay? And I'm prone to Disney songs. Well, that too. Because they're easy to write. (laughs) We still got to post a picture of her. Anyhow. I know. She is precious. Believe me. She's a little adorable girl. Uh, So, this is a little bit more about some symbols coming up here. There's a lot of them. Why do you have both cheat sheets? I like to cheat really hard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, okay, why does my carriage just have a two on it, but that one has a three on it? Oh, and man, an action. I was taking my turn. What are you talking about? <laughs> what? You, know, you love to ask card, me questions during my turn. You, know you that, talk right? to me during mine. It's love talk, though. I'm trying to at least progress the game. Okay, why do I have a two <laughs> here? Because you can spend $2 at any time. 
That one, you have to spend an action to get $3. That one, oh. you just get to spend $2 every time you activate it. There's no action to activate that. Wow, that's way better. And just like I should have activated this last turn to spend $3, because I can do it without an action. So I should have done that. I'm going to do that right now. That's it. Well, I'm going to do Well, that. you're going to do that on your I'm turn. I'm going to do that retroactively, since I let you do oh retroactive my action. I did? Yes. What did I do? You spent that guy. You, you went Which I think did, was wrong. You did the I don't weird think it was supposed white to. bordered thing without having You're right. I did. You're, you're right. See how cool okay. I am? Yes, you're cool. Good for the goose. Good for the goose. I'm just kidding. Gander. <laughs> what? Okay. Hold on. I'm reading these cards. I, okay. I'm, I'm making a decision. that Because there's a school chum it. up there that says... Each round, when you draw cards during your planning, you get two extra cards, as though the number for your chosen plan was too higher. I don't know if I need two extra cards. That just seems kind of ridiculous. Do you have to spend $2 to get that? that? Yeah, you have to spend $2 every time you do that, too, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right now, what I feel like I need to do is this. I need to add an extra space. So I do that. Oh, God, yeah. So I take that, and that can only be had one time per turn, so you won't be able to do I know. That. You're rude. Thank you. Yes, I am. If I could burp right now, I would do it. Thank you very much, sir. You're very rude. <laughs> You'll have rude. to settle for a fart. Oh, Kidding. Gross. I didn't actually do that. <laughs> uh, that's a good clip. That's it funny. always comes down to the poop jokes with you, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm good for one at least every hour, Usually. I'd say. A poop joke? <laughs> I don't know. Anyhow, moving right along. <clears throat> uh, but, you know, uh, obviously, like I said, symbols, symbols, symbols. Yeah, there's a lot. Yep. Uh, and here is, of course, as I said, you're going to be playing with that rule book in your hand. So here's here's a little rules update mid-game. We're on my turn. I have a question. I know. It's killing me because I was answering my question. So, like, these... <clears throat> when you play a white bordered card, move your action counter to indicate the number of actions used to spend on the number of pounds indicated on the coin symbol of the card and discard it to the appropriate discard pile. Period. Okay. But how do I use it with the person there? Um, let's see. Cards with companions. Some events allow you to bring a guest. Bring your dog, ride, up, ride there on your horse, choose your own chef. These have options to indicate the amount of additional money to spend if you want to play that type of slate-bordered companion card. To play a white-bordered card with a companion card, use the indicated number of actions and spend the number of pounds indicated on the topmost coin with the amount indicated by the coin corresponding to the type of companion. Plus, the plus sign on the coin reminds you of this rule. Discard the event card and the companion card. In the event that the card Got allows it. multiple I types understand. of companions, okay. you use that option. Okay, now back to what I was That answering. is stupid <clears throat> and annoying. Now, just so you guys get a sense, that's usually the... I'm surprised that, Nicole, that you actually figured that out. <laughs> That you hey. heard me because that's usually the speed I read when I'm trying to to hurry up the learning process for everybody, and that's when they start just drooling on the table. Well, yeah, but I was already in the process of playing the game, so I kind of had a grip on what was happening. It was just clarification. When yeah. you teach the whole game like yeah. that, it's your fault. Now, one thing we haven't been really hitting, what up to this point, <laughs> is that I am spending money like crazy. Yeah. Like I'm at this I'm telling you I'm I, I've got game? I've got a machine going, like a farming machine, and I'm losing money faster than American farmers are. 
I don't know Aww. if that's a thing. I'm just playing around. <laughs> they get all kinds of government purchasing and stuff. They got it under control. But I'm losing money. Anyway. <laughs> My apologies to all the farmers out there. I didn't I mean to offend anyone. Well. I'm sure you're doing well. Soy is up, I've heard. Keep going. Okay. Uh, but here, here's my uh, continuing my farm turns like crazy, okay? So, let's start where the starting's good. I've got four actions from my board. I have two old friends. One of them I pay a dollar to get this extra action. The other one I do not. So now I'm at six actions. Jeez. Okay. <clears throat> First thing I do is for no action, I take a carriage ride, which puts in my coachman into place. So I get $4 right there for zero actions. Then I'm going to take one action and go for a ride with my lady for $4. Okay? okay. So then I get $6 back. Then... Oh, so beating me here. I'm going to activate this farm for an action. So now I'm down to 4 and that spends $5. Okay? And then I will have, I have four actions left, and I'll just have a ball for eight bucks, I guess. It's just me two dollars back, and I am out of actions. Okay. And then take it down to two cards. Which I'm already at one. All right. I just want everyone to note that that kaplunk sound was the poker chips. <laughs> Now, this, this game has fine money in it. it yeah, has, I like uh, the chips in this one. It's got little cardboard chips, and they, they've got little denominations on them and everything. Yeah. And they've got ones, They're, twos, and fives, and tens. And, and fifties. Fifties. Ones, twos, fives, tens, fifties. I don't think there were any hundreds. <clears throat> there was no twenties? No. Wow. Ones, twos, fives, tens, fifties. Okay. But it's still, I like the twos for some reason, yeah. because in real life money, I freaking hate twos. Oh. They're annoying. Oh, my God. They always stick together. People like to give them as tips, Look, which I don't understand. what else is your uncle who doesn't have a lot of money going to give you? Here's a $2 bill. These what? are rare. <laughs> They're rare. Whatever. <laughs> you never find these $2 bills? Mm-hmm. Just like you never find Sacagawea dollars. Oh, this no, wait. Is a They're everywhere. sack of it. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't know. But I but, like the twos <clears throat> in that game. Yeah. So, now, uh, I, I hate to add insult to injury, but here's another clip of me winning. Uh, the next thing is I do a, an action to sell my farm. My daddy would be so disappointed. I sell it for three minus the value, which is 13. Okay? Mm-hmm. And my last action for this turn, I will go to the theater and spend three more dollars. Your turn, my lady. I'm so screwed. What are you talking about? I have eleven thousand dollars still. I have fifty. <laughs> All right, so I have oh my God. two actions plus my chum gives me I've got three actions. Oh, you've got a bucket of what over there? Chum. <laughs> no. Once again, I'd like to apologize to all the farmers out there who had to sell their farms. And <laughs> Disappoint their dads. <laughs> but basically, I think that clip just showcases that I'm maybe I was being a total ass. Yeah, I oh, think so. Not that. <laughs> uh, but the game is almost over, and Nicole is, is about to finish her last turn here. 
All right, and then I'm just going to go to dinner for two. I like that. Three, four, five, six, when you added my carriage right in my reservation. All right, so you took a carriage to McDonald's and got off the value meal. (laughs) (laughs) That was my last. That's a McDonald's. All right, down two cards. Um, yes. And reset all your stuff. We are in the last round, round seven. Hope you have your. I bought this stupid thing. I haven't even used it. Idiot. I used mine for like two turns. So we are down to the final round. Yes. And. Hope you have your plans in place to win this game. You got them? Yeah. My apology. I think that's the second to the last round, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Well, yeah, because. Because you took the carriage that ride to McDonald's. Yeah, I did. <laughs> in order to off the value meal. Can you imagine going to McDonald's in a real life carriage? Do you think they'd serve you? Or would they point out the little sign that says this is for motorized vehicles only? You can't walk through the drive-thru for safety no, purposes? No, I'm telling you, online, there are pictures of Amish people in the drive-thru. Oh, really? Yeah, or Mendonites, maybe. Well, I don't that, know. Ooh, either one, I think, did a horse and buggy. Yeah. Possibly. So, yeah. But I, I, there's pictures of that, for sure. Huh. There's people on their John Deere, all sorts of stuff. I never think about stuff like that. It happens. I and know. you did it. I did not. Oh. But I, I, I have seen people get kicked out of drive throughs for trying to walk through yeah. them. Now, uh, this game does have cards, and you don't really have to shuffle very much in this cards. But as you said, I'm sort of a shuffle jerk. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I, I hate to, to even give this example of that. Oh, are you going to make fun of me? No. <laughs> With the deafness of a Vegas shuffler, Nicole overhand shuffles. One, two, one, two, one, one, two, flip, oops. Don't look. <laughs> one, one, two, three, four, one, two, one, it's just... <laughs> One, two, three, four. Okay, I, I did make fun of you. Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> Nothing new there. I am kind of a jerk about shuffling. I don't know why. I don't know what it is with you and shuffling. I don't know. I don't know. So I just don't do it. And if I do, it's like goofy like that just because otherwise you're going to make worse fun I, of I me. don't think I make fun of you. Most of the time I'm just like, oh, give me the cards. What are you doing? <laughs> Just so everybody knows, okay. I, I, the one thing I will not allow is that that massive riffle shuffle. And if yeah. you need to know what a riffle shuffle is, it's the one where someone puts a knuckle in the middle of the back and their thumb on the front and their fingers on the other side. Like, you know, their thumb on one, one end, like the, the short ends. Right. And you're like bending the card dramatically. And you go, rat. And then you go. You have to do this other opposite bridge bend, is what they call bridging the cards, mm-hmm. and it snaps them back into place. And it's supposed to even out that bend on the cards and leave your cards flat. Right. That's it how never I was taught works, to do though. it. It never works, and you should not bend your cards that hard. If someone does, slap their hand and take it from them. What I do is, uh, <laughs> this is my my shuffling snobbery, is I place the cards on the table. Mm-hmm. I move the decks very close, and at the corners of the deck, I place my thumb on the on the deck corner, and my fingers are sort of like wrapped around it, and I just really carefully just thumb the cards from bottom to top, and they sort of just go in between each other, no. and I push them together. No. 
What? They don't do that for me at all. But I'm just saying, I do that. And this this seems like the least damaging, you know, shuffle that you can do that actually achieves that actual randomness of, mm-hmm. of a uh, riffle shuffle. So, Angela made fun of my shuffling as well. Did she Did she tell because you you were the deafness of the card? No. But, like, okay, so we were playing Jaipur. Yeah. Set collection game, okay. right? Yeah. How do you shuffle a set collection game without having big hunkin' chunks of all the same chunks. all the same color together. You you like if there's five different colors and you make five different stacks oh, and you, you just kind of yeah. place them out. You see visually see it. There's a green, you don't put a green, yeah. no, you put a yellow, you put a blue, you put a yellow in the next stack, you put a green, and you uh-huh. try and separate them that way. Then you shuffle them all together so yeah. they get a nice mixing. She made fun of me. Well, I'd, I'll do that with a new it deck, hurt. especially. No, I'm just kidding. It didn't hurt my feelings at all. <laughs> Tissue? Nobody? No. Okay. Nobody. Nobody the, uh, cares. No. Uh, you know, I've done that with brand new decks. Sometimes it's easiest to make sure you get that. I mean, and I've heard I've heard people minutes. say that you needed to shuffle five times in order to really mix cards. Well, five that, times is how you really get to know. Well, I'm telling you that's not that's not even true. Because there's going to be cards that are sort of like more that, that want to adhere or want to stay with its brother or sister, you know, a little more than others. And you'll right. still end up with like cards mashed together. And the only absolute way to do that is to deal <laughs> out a few piles, shuffle each pile overhand, and then just sort of pile them on randomly in, in between each other. And that's what I did. Yep. And I did not mess up those cards at all. And our next game yeah. was awesome. So the following round, I let her shuffle and she just did her little riffle shuffle. You. What a mess. We yes. had like nothing but green cards and then we had nothing but brown cards. Oh, well, cards. congratulations, I know. Angela. So she wasn't making fun of me after that. <clears throat> I know. Well, that that's me being a shuffle jerk. And, and this is your shuffling lesson for today. <laughs> if you guys want to shuffle, then go down to your magic shop and pick up a <laughs> shuffling book. <laughs> or you can get the auto shuffler, but <laughs> it scares the dog because it's guests. so loud. And guests. <laughs> and guests. But, Nicole, this has uh, finally brought us to the end of the game here. Okay. You got this, right? No. What? <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my goodness. That is funny. <laughs> really the best option I have is this one for five to spend twelve, which means I still have $17 I lose, sir. Oh, Nicole. Wait, we haven't finished this round yet. Discard down to two. <laughs> There's those cards. Oh, baby. I don't think there's any special scoring at the end. No, there's not. There's Nicole loses at the end. When a player has no money and no properties, uh, they declare bankruptcy, which signals the end of the game. That round is played out to the end, but it is the final round. If no one declares bankruptcy in the first six rounds, then the seventh round is the final round. The player is the one who ran up the biggest debt. If or no one went into debt, the winner is the player who has the least money and property. For this comparison, properties you. are valued at the current value plus five rounds. You. Uh, your helper card and the modifier tokens in the property market do not apply. Ties are broken in the favor of the player who chose to plan farther to the left in the final round. So I was at negative eight. You are at plus 17. So guess what, Nicole? 
You win? I beat you by 25 points. Oh my gosh. It's okay. Whatever. So what? You're better banking at, at like saving and being responsible and... What? <laughs> yeah, well, makes the me good, feel much better. Well, here's the good news. Yes. The reward for losing, the first or the second place reward. See, first place reward is you're going to leave this stuff for me to clean up tomorrow. That's my reward for winning. You know what your reward is? <laughs> what? You don't have to pick up, and I get to cut cake and give it to you. Okay. Right? Castle <laughs> cake. I baked the cake. I know. With love. It tastes like it. Pecans <laughs> and love. And coconut and cinnamon. And love. And cardamom. And love. Yes. So there you go. All right. Yeah, I mean, that was the castle cake. It looked like a little castle. They got bunt cake designs all over the place. I oh, mean, yeah. <clears throat> they actually turned out pretty good, pretty dynamic looking. Because mm-hmm. you got that one. You then can't you have ice the weird them. Well, I guess you probably thing. could, but I'm not that good. Yep. Now, <clears throat> that that's the end of Last Will. Yeah. We've said a lot about Last Will. Yes. Now, what do you like about Last Will? It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. You know, I like worker placement games anyway. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard for me to not like a worker placement game. Yeah. But I like this one especially because there's just there's so much variety in the cards that you're never going to have two of the same game on this. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it plays to the theme really well of yeah. just spending all the money. Um, I like that you're taking carriages and and things like that and having old school chums it feels yeah. very old which i think is kind of nice because the book is really old <laughs> like it's and it never even actually technically references the book um in the player manual or anything yeah. but let's face it i mean i'm sure it came from that well i found this this game despite how complex it may have sounded when you did the rules and stuff is actually really easy to grasp. Yeah. And I've, I've played it with some people from work, and I had no problem teaching them this game and playing the game immediately afterwards. And, I mean, they, they understood it. And within a couple of turns, they had grasped the concept of they, they place things here in order to get resources so they can spend money on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we really talked about too much about how limited your tableau is. Your little personal player board, did we? Well, you only have five open open spots that yeah. you can use. So if you fill those up, yeah. you either have to buy more spaces, mm-hmm. which takes an entire worker to do, and you yeah. only get a maximum of two yeah. workers, which is not a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, or you end up having to waste an action to get rid of an, one of your actions and replace it with a different action yeah and if you get rid of a property you have to sell that property you have to sell it but this what this does though is this limited tableau really uh creates a focused game for someone yeah because you are very limited in what you can do and it's right there in front of you and it's it's spelled out really cleanly and i kind of like how the board deals with activating you just slide it down and it has like a little activated symbol or whatever that shows that it got moved Mm -hmm. and it really works well i thought Mm -hmm. on a turn and 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 i I thought that helped the game be easier to learn and be easier to manage for people you know mentally uh i do like that this is basically a race game yeah I mean, you don't. You wouldn't think of it like a racing game, like because it's obviously it's not Formula Day or, or something like well, that. No, and, but, but it's you are racing to try to lose points. Yeah, and it, and it's got that 
finite scoring, that finite like line in the sand moment where you could possibly win before the final turn. Yeah. And that I think that makes it a little more exciting. Of course it makes it devastating when you're watching other people's money dwindle and you're not, you know, doing not the same. Not getting rid of it. You know, but, yeah, but uh, it also gives you a chance to kind of rethink what you're doing and say, yeah. this is not paying off. Correct. Let me get something else going. <clears throat> and, and I mean, thematically, I really like this game because it fits in your collection. Now, yes, you have worker placement games, but if you but look at the them. art and you look at the theme and you, and you, you actually kind of experience this game, there's this sort of, uh, you know, just sort of humor to it or, or you know. It's just... It's not like the other worker placement games that we have. Yeah. And I don't think that... I mean, I I think you could probably figure out how to make it work with a different theme, but it works so well with the theme that it's not going to feel like the same game. Even if you took the exact same mechanic and pasted on some other kind of theme, it would not feel like the same game, I don't think. Yeah, if you took away their theming, the game would change dramatically. Yeah, so I think it just just works really well. Yeah, and and the idea of taking your dog to the theater with you or, you know... (laughs) Taking your Usually chef with you on your theater. Yeah. Or taking your chef with you and your girlfriend on a boat ride to spend extra money is really, really cool. Yeah. Now that we talked about how there were lots of symbols, but this is a funny thing. I, I kind of came up with this notion while we were when listening to those clips back. This is easier to play than Race for the Galaxy still, as far as the symbols go. Once you get used to them. I yeah. think I think they I think the symbols while there are a lot of them, they're not so abstract as to confuse. It's just they're not utilized over and over yeah. and over again. Like, it, you can feasibly go for an entire game where you're not going to see anything like the steward yeah. where he had the activate for the two farms if you have a dog, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You could you could go three games in a row and never see that card. Yeah. And just have simple things like, you know, the old chum who just gives you an extra action. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the it's the rarity that makes the symbols more yeah. complicated, I think. Now, tell me something. What don't you like about this game? Same thing you don't like. Is it the box insert? The insert is such junk. The box itself, very nice. Love the art. Bright, colorful, fun. Hate the fact that the guy's barefoot on the cover because I don't like feet. But that's my thing. Gross. Gross. (laughs) This is one of these boxes. For some reason, I'm a notorious box insert tosser. And, and I, for some it. reason, I've kept this one. And it's, it's driving me crazy. It's, <laughs> it's so, so warped up junky. and awful. Ugh. It is. It is. It is in the you know top, just poorly designed ones. It's I got, honestly, it's, I think it's you one kept of these it. ones that you got these angled sides, and you have this crisscross of little walls that you kind of you know put in in between each other to form like a cross in the middle of it, and you feed each end into a little cutout on the angled sides. Mm-hmm. Well. This one's all warped up, and it's thin, and it doesn't go flat into the box. It's just awful. And I tried to rebend it back into place, and it wouldn't do it. (laughs) And I asked you to throw it away, and you're like, no, I'm going to keep it. (laughs) This is awesome. No. No, I didn't say this is awesome. And I never talk like that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to spite you. But this, uh, I I truly say, I mean, that's, I think that's pretty much the only negative thing that I can come up with for this game. I think so. I think it's everything else. I really, you know, I really enjoy. Yeah. It's it's, a, I think it's it's a a great game. game, And Mm -hmm. I think it's, uh, probably one of my favorite sort of mechanic centric games, you know, in our Mm -hmm. collection. Uh, it plays really balanced, I think. It offers a really good variety of options with, uh, you know, without tipping in any one certain direction. Obviously, you could go 
just as much the farm plan as you could real estate, or you could just nonstop be partying like crazy and spending money like that, mm-hmm. I think you have a good chance of losing all your money either way. In any manner that you choose, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> now, we also bought the expansion called Getting Sacked. Right. And we've played that game since we recorded this with the expansion. Mm-hmm. What did you think about the expansion? I thought it was awesome and a little overpriced Yeah, for what you get out of it. Now, this is a $40 MSRP on this expansion. Yeah, and that's far <laughs> too much for what you get, in my it, opinion. It replaces the the little turn order, you know, action. Well, the planning. Planning. Yeah. So yeah the, the, the planning board. Yeah. It replaces that with a new one with a cutout window and all the planning spaces that told you how many cards and how many actions and how many helpers you get are now individually, you know, in, you know, they're like little pieces that you can shuffle and then deal them in. And they're two-sided, so you kind of shuffle forward and backward with all the pieces and you deal them out and you have a different basic setup every game. Right. And that <clears throat> is phenomenal. That's cool. Yeah. They And they give you another... Uh, Errand piece too. Yeah, because now there's a potential that, that you could have three errand boys on instead top. of just yeah. two, because you could only ever have <coughs> two before. That yeah. was it, and now you can potentially have three. Of course, the game we played, we didn't get that third one because um, that's our luck. But it, that part is that's yeah. really awesome. The and other... they, they kept with the with the picture theme too. Like everyone, yeah. you, it's like a little puzzle putting them in there. You can tell where they're all supposed to go in the room. Yeah, they actually complete a backdrop. It really, it's cute. Now, uh, something else they added in this. Uh, was, of course, appropriately a job that you've right. been given. In addition to the fortune that you were given, you've now been given a job that you have to get fired from. Right. But they, in the instructions, it tells you that the boss is extremely sympathetic for your loss of your uncle, and he won't just fire you for one infraction. And, in fact, you are either going to be dealing with four infractions or five infractions based off of which uh, of the new will cards that include that information on them that you draw. Right, so it'll tell you your starting cash and how many infractions you have to get to get sacked. Now, to get sacked, you're matching symbols off the corners of the cards that you play, and when you play one, you basically have purposely, you know, for instance, gone out to dinner and been caught by your boss at that dinner, you know, so that you could get him mad. So that's... One strike. Now, the worst thing about those things is they give you income every turn. Yes. You start off, like, in, in, it's either, I think it's either 9 or $11 based on how many of them there are. Yeah. And it's awful to start your turn every turn, including the first turn. The first turn before you even get to act, you make $11,000, and you're just, like, going, what is going on here? I've got to get fired. I mean, it really starts that spark yeah. to make you want to lose that job. Right. You know? Because think, otherwise you're just gaining more and more money. Yeah, and and there's there's certain points in it where, you know, I, I remember in our game that we played, I was fired already, and you were still making $6,000 a turn for two more turns. It was and that like was three awful. more turns. Was it? It was ridiculous. Well, that means you did wonderfully because you, you beat me. In I that did. Game. I finally beat you. <laughs> uh, the and other I thing it adds is... fairly soundly. I know. It adds a few more uh, cards... Uh, we found it a lot harder to actually run out of money in this case. It does add a few you more did. cards to each deck. You didn't run out of money. No, but I did better than I did last time. I know. You beat me by 10000 And I kept... No, I ha- I only had 15000 left. Yes. And I had been gaining money every single time. 
course, I don't know what we started with to begin with, or, or with that game. We started with a hundred thousand on that one, and the other yeah. one I think we started with a hundred and twenty. I don't know. It's random. You can you can pick. I mean, you mm-hmm. can just say, well, I just want to start this with this much, but you can also do the last world cards that yeah. tell you how much you're going to start with. Now, it also adds a bunch of cards to each of the decks, including like a new combination that you can do for weddings. Right. So you, it, it said it says on the box that you can get married, and now I mean, obviously. <clears throat> it's just a new action card, like going out to dinner or whatever. But the but cool thing about combos. those, yeah, you can combo as many of these wedding cards as, as you can. There's like there's four different ones. Four different and types. And for one action, you could actually do all four of them at once. If and, you have, and they stack. Um, but they all have to have different names. Like you can't do two wedding rings, but you can do a wedding, a wedding ring, and a bachelor party, and that's all just one action yeah. to do. Which was pretty cool. You that's did that really a couple neat. times. Yeah, and then I even had one where it stacked even more so, where if you had a boat trip card yeah. and a champagne flute card, whatever those are, um, you could use those as well to get to spend extra money yeah. too. And that's it just added another little strategy. Yeah. Another avenue for getting rid of the money. So I thought that I really enjoyed that. I okay. liked I liked the expansion a lot. Um, I would think that we'd probably play it with the expansion from here on out. Yeah, probably would. I, would say I so think it's for just sure. Really a good At least time. if not if not, I mean definitely with the randomizing, if not with the jobs as well. Yeah. <clears throat> so now, Nicole, what would you say the difficulty is to teach this game? To teach this one... To a non-gamer. To a non-gamer. Well, you said you didn't have much trouble with the guys at work, so I'm going to probably say around a three, really? provided they're able to read and understand instructions I'm fairly it, well. I'm, I'm going to tell you that these guys were so inexperienced at the time, I'm going to give it a two. Really? Okay. Yeah, because they th- at this point I would say, you know... They, they should have no problem learning it. But at the time, I mean, they had almost no experience. They had played, like, Pandemic with me, and that's it. Yeah. And they learned it soundly and played a real game with me right off the bat. Okay. So I'm going to say two. Okay. <clears throat> Nicole says three. Uh, what would you give this rating out of five? I, I, I would probably give it a five. <clears throat> really? Because well, we've played it with more than two players before. Yeah. We've played it with just two players I don't feel like 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 with for example Russian railroads. I mm-hmm. feel like with that one, if I played it with two players too many times, I'd get kind of bored so this with is a it. Home run every time. I love this game. Every time I play yeah. it, I have a good time with it, and I never feel like. I mean, I do feel like there's some luck involved here and there, just based on you know what position you are versus what cards are out yeah. and and what you thought your plan was going to uh-huh. be. But I don't ever feel like I'm completely out of the race too early on. I mean, yeah. it will go to that last round before I really feel like I'm defeated or that I've really won. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I don't I don't want to spend half the game more thinking, well, there's no way I'm going to catch up. Mm-hmm. You know, so I like that about this game. Okay. And I think it's especially for a two-player, I think it's really solid. Yeah. Now, obviously this is this is a fairly thematic mechanical game. I, really, I know. I really like it. I'm still just going to give it a four. Yeah, yeah, you're <clears> tough. <throat> huh? I am tough. Uh, not, I mean, there, there is some subtle story that comes out of it, and well, it is comical. Ha- what would have to happen to this game to be a five? Oh, no just, mechanical anything? Just I don't know. Straight <laughs> I don't know. It would just be something. You'd have to actually get the fortune at the end? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there would be a, a big fight at the end. A big <laughs> I don't know. I'm just weird. playing with you. Uh, but anyways, uh, so I give it a four, and you know what that does, Nicole? That's going to bring us to the end of our episode. Now, if anybody listening would like to be featured on our podcast, you can feel free 
to send comments or questions to Fred or Nicole at TalkAboutBoardGames.com. Or Fred at TalkAboutBoardGames.com or Nicole at TalkAboutBoardGames.com. Just to be clear. Thank you for that. The, uh, <laughs> uh, or you can post to our Board Game Geek Guild, uh, and you can find that either by going to Board Game Geek and looking up the Talk About Board Games uh, podcast or guild, or you can actually go and find it via our forums tab on our uh, website. Uh, for our next peaked interest, uh, we'd like to hear about your personal annual gaming events. And... What what about that? Uh, we would like to know for what about that segment? We would like to know if you prefer born or bond, and why. You know what that is, right? Yeah, of course you do. Jason born, isn't it Jason? Yes. And James. Yes. Bond. Who? Both J and J and both B and B. Coincidence? I doubt it. Oh. Now on the next talk about board games, Angela joins Nicole and I to become secret agents. And we will cross the globes to stop the evil Dr. Lobo in a cooperative storytelling game called Agents of Smirsh. Now be sure to like us on Facebook, review us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter and Instagram for you, Nicole. Thank you. And thank you so much for listening. So you're the first player.